We've also been keeping a close eye on the Cricket World Cup, of course. But soon after the Cricket World Cup, uh, the roadshow for the Black Caps rolls on. And not home, of course. We've got a full calendar, and you will hear all their international games here in New Zealand on this very station. SCNZ, your home of the Black Caps and White Ferns. But before they return home and play on these shores, uh, they will venture to, um, as I've rather pithily been saying today, soon to be holders of the Spirit of Cricket Award, uh, Bangladesh, for a test series. Uh, they have uh, announced their squad. I'll give you the full squad. Tim Southey to captain the side, uh, Tom Blundell, wicketkeeper Devin Conway, Matt Henry, Cole Jameson, Tom Latham, Daryl Mitchell, Henry Nichols, Ajaz Patel, Glenn Phillips, Rachin Rivendra. Mitchell Santner, Isodi, Kane, Williamson, and Will Young. Heavy on spin bowlers, as you would expect, considering the conditions they will likely face. We are delighted to welcome into the program, uh, only been in the role a short period of time as national selection manager, former Otago player as well. Uh, long, um, impressive uh, playing career. Uh, himself over the last uh, couple of summers, I do believe has uh, been with Otago as a selector, but now uh, calling the shots alongside Chief Selector Gary Stead. Um, it is a real thrill to welcome in Sam Wells to the programme. G'day Sam, hope you're doing alright. Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm sure being the lawyer that you are and, you know, big into billing and so on and so forth, two minutes is a very long time. Um, you know, as an aside, what, what did you make of what was seen in that Sri Lanka-Bangladesh game? Quite extraordinary, right? You probably need to be delicate and choose your words carefully. <laughs> I haven't managed to see it yet, but certainly um, an interesting one that I, I haven't seen before. I have a reoccurring dream about getting timed out, so I, I hope... Do you? Um, <laughs> Quite common amongst cricketers, um, but yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare for me looking at that scorecard, but yeah, I haven't managed to see it, so I don't really have a firm view on what happened. I'm with you, Sam, and I didn't even play the game to a high level. I, I, I can't find my pads, I can't find my gloves, um, and I'm in a state of panic. Is your dream basically the same? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the Clump of wickets falls, you can't get your pads on, you're trying to get out to the middle, you're holding your bat and your pads and you get timed out. It's quite common amongst former players. Oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, how have you enjoyed the role? You know, fresh into it and straight into it, picking a squad for a really tricky place to play. Yeah, it's been um, getting straight into the work. It's been great. Everyone's been really welcoming, but getting my feet under the desk and learning um, the different elements of the role. Um, but getting to the cricket side of things is probably a bit, bit more natural. You know, that's an that's a area I feel comfortable in um, operating in. So um, the other side of it is, is just getting used to um, the systems and, and how things are done and the processes. So that, that'll take a bit of learning, but um, everyone's been really helpful and, and Steady in particular has been really good at guiding me through everything. So that's that's been really helpful. I think you sort of wrapped up your own career, what, five or six years ago. So you feel you're long enough removed that your connections to the players are distance enough? Because I'd imagine that's probably one of the tricky element, right? If you know these players well, you have relationships with them, you need to be truly objective. Yeah, that's right. I think I'm in a bit of a sweet spot in terms of I know quite a, a number of the playing base, having played against them. Um, there's also a number of the playing base that I, I'm not familiar with. But yeah, there are some relationships there, and you're right, I need to be entirely objective 
uh, in my role. So it, I think the players are aware of that too, that, that I'm wearing two hats. You know, I may know them, but it, and when I assess them as a cricketer, that's a completely uh, different element than any sort of personal relationship I have with them. So, um, I, you know, I've got to be careful in that regard, but ultimately my job here is to put the best black cap side on the park, um, irrelevant of any um, relationship I have with any of the players. Sam, it's a good time to come into the role. There's a lot of talent. I've been trying to, to make the point uh, to Alice's over the last couple of weeks. I, I think our domestic scene is far stronger than it's given credit for, and, and I would make the argument, this is my own personal opinion, that uh, there should be more exposure to it from New Zealand media because the calibre is there. Because I, I see players stepping out of our domestic game and hitting the ground running at, at a rate higher than I can ever remember. So do you think not only at the top end, the Black Caps have been performing really well, that our domestic game is as strong as I'm certainly opining? Yeah, look, I think what you're seeing is that there's a number of uh, experienced players who um, know their games inside out, and then when they're called upon to play at the top level, um, they're sort of ready to go. I think Daryl Mitchell would be one of the key examples of this, who um, was a really good performer at um, domestic level, sort of had seven, eight seasons under his belt, and now uh, he's out there dominating all three forms for the bat and has been uh, one of the form players in the world. And Michael Bracewell, another one who, who made his name through later on. Um, but these guys are ready to step up straight away. So I think I think your analysis of the domestic game is doing a, a good job of producing um, finely tuned cricketers ready to go is, is an accurate one. Um, so yeah, the standard the standard is there, but we're always looking to find uh, young players to, to push through as well. But um, what we're finding is that most guys need six or seven seasons at the level to really know um, what type of cricketer they are and be ready to go. Fifteen spots available for this tour. So so when you you sit down, you've got a really established group. But I, I guess um, is striking the balance in the bowling department is that. The, the subject area you spent the most time sort of discussing as a selection group? Yeah, that, that would be fair. You know, you're going every different country you go to, you've got different conditions. And um, Bangladesh, you know, we're projecting that, you know, it's most likely that only two seamers will play. Um, you've got the two sort of established incumbent spin bowlers who do a great job in Bangladesh, uh, sorry, in Pakistan. Um, Michael Bracewell was obviously injured and he was the all-rounder spinner in that position for that tour. Um, we've got a couple in the squad that are there to fill that hole. So it's finding the balance um, when you're looking at your projected bowling lineup, um, and also with Bangladesh expecting to have a really left-hander um, dominated top order, um, having an option to spin the ball away from um, those players as well. Well, let's talk about some of these individuals. Michael Bracewell did leave a big hole. He, he was an incumbent both at home and away, batted at number seven, was your slow bowling option for your most recent test matches uh, in New Zealand against uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, Mitchell Santner gets a recall. Um, is that the like-for-like, like, someone who can offer a little bit of both? And we all know what a wonderful white ball bowler he is, but he, he, from my perspective, made some really big gains in our Plunkett Shield last year with the red ball, which has been, I guess, a little bit slower for, for, to come around. Yeah, it's a hard balance uh, balance for Mitch. Obviously, if he's with the white ball team um, a lot of the time, it's uh, difficult for him to get a lot of Plunkett Shield cricket and to work on um, that side of his game. And so that was pleasing to see last year when he came back, um, he dominated. Um, and that's always good to see when your international players drop down. And that indicated to us he'd made real strides with his red ball bowling. 
Um, there are three all-round options there, each with their own strength in the squad that will be competing for the seven and potentially eight spot as well. So um, with Rutchin and um, Phillips as well. So there's a variety of options there and you know each will be considered and depending on the conditions, each team is slightly bringing different um, set of skills into the team if they're selected. Yeah, of course, AJ Spatel has been a regular fixture away from home, and we know some of his exploits have been amazing. But I, I was really impressed with how Isodi bowled against Pakistan. I think he only played a couple of tests, uh, was was in the wicket. So he's really made an impression in those small tastes of test cricket? Um, each, yeah, each was certainly yes. impressive. Um in Pakistan and showed a great level of control, particularly in, in that last test. Um, and him and Bracewell put together a great spell. Um, so, look, he's really put his hand back, back up in terms of test match cricket. Um, and if you look at his uh, splits away from home and um, at home, his numbers overseas are particularly impressive. Uh, the most spinners find New Zealand's conditions quite difficult um, to bowl and, and that's been common throughout the last half a dozen if not longer seasons so as with this tour you know your spinners come into play more when you go to the subcontinent and, and Asia's performed well there in the past Let's be frank Sam they hate bowling in New Zealand uh, you won't say that I can um, <laughs> it's a hard slog for the slower bowlers on our, our surfaces uh, as far as the quick bowlers Matt Henry's of course got a bit of a hamstring issue what, what can you tell us uh, about his state of health that gives you faith that he's going to be available yeah, at this stage, the medical information is that he'll be ready to go. Um, so he's been selected on that basis. Um, and if that's the change in the side, then we'll have to reassess that at that point of time. Neil Wagner, where's he at? He, of course, literally bowled himself into the ground uh, when we were last following Test Creek. Was he available for selection or is he still coming, working his way back? Well, well, unfortunately, Neil didn't make it through the first Plunkett Shield game and hasn't played the last two rounds. He's going to try and um, get himself ready for round four. Um, so Neil was considered in light of the amount of cricket he's played and, and the injury context, um, but he, he could have been ready for the tour potentially. Um, so at this stage, um, hopefully Neil can get back on the park and, and bowling to the best of his ability shortly. Oh dear, his uh, his physiotherapist staff and trainers uh, 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 better keep the phone on because we all know how passionate he is and he'll do everything to get back as quickly as possible. Yeah, look, Neil, Neil would run through a brick wall um, for the Black Caps and, and he's put his body through everything and it's amazing what he's been able to do in a real Iron Man of the game. Um, so just dealing with this back issue is unfortunately taking a bit of time and flaring itself up here and there. So hopefully... Um, that really settles down and Neil can get back and get a um, number of overs under his belt again. Yeah, we, we've already talked about Michael Bracewell. He continues to work his way back from a ruptured Achilles injury. Trent Bolt's another one who's uh, unavailable, didn't want to be considered for the tour. How does that work with um, with him? Is it a series-by-series series decision or, you know, from your perspective, you'd like to have like a six-month plan? Um, you know, what, what would work for you? Um, well, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's a series-by-series series, uh, discussion with Trent to see what his availability is like. And obviously he's got a number of commitments um, to the various uh, T20 and now T10 leagues. Um, so it's just trying to strike a balance as well. And 
um, work around what's best for the group and, and the team um, and see when he is and isn't available. But certainly for going forward, you know, we're having those discussions and, and working those through with him. So what we might see him in the Whites when Australia, South Africa, I think off the top of my head, roll around, that would be quite tasty, wouldn't it? He's a great performer whenever he pulls on um, the white or the black jersey and it's, it's been great to see him bowling well and doing well in the World Cup um, but obviously he's chosen to go down a different path with his career and we've just got to um, work with him where we can uh, but also work with him what the black caps need and what's best for the group as a whole moving forward so um, look everybody loves watching Trent Bolt bowl and he's a great performer and, and we hope to see more of that in the black or white jumper and um, moving forward. Uh, New Zealand Cricket Selector Sam Wells with us. Uh, Sam, what I find really fascinating, and you you can, you know, highlight this, I think one of the more challenging things from a selector's perspective is to judge form in one format of the game and see how that might possibly translate to another. Uh, A great example is Ratch and Ravindra at this one-day World Cup. Seeing a ball like a beach ball through binoculars, uh, form of his life. Uh, You know, how do you judge form in that context and with regard to picking him for a tour to Bangladesh? Yeah, I, I think I'm a believer that form um, can jump between different formats and certainly a player that's in form is full of confidence. Um, and I think there's always a benefit of a player going into whatever form they're playing full of confidence and being certain in their game and playing well. You know, if they're in the ball well, um, it doesn't matter what form you're playing. So look, I think... You know, he's in the position now when he's he's in great form um, and he's really forced his way into the side through weight of performance and um, so that certainly came into consideration for us. Same sort of thinking with Glenn Phillips considering his off-spin performances at this one-day World Cup? Yeah, Glenn's bowling option was certainly uh, part of the factor. As, as I noted before, there's a really left-hand heavy um, top order from Bangladesh and the other four seamers in the squad predominantly take the ball the other way so um, without Bracewell being available you know some form of off-spin bowling was required to give that um, that option available to the captain um, so also Glenn is an aggressive player a good player of spin and, and we feel that if you're in a second innings uh, chase or setting up a total having a batsman that can take the game on and score quickly um, is really helpful in those conditions um, and Glenn brings that to the table as well. Back to Rutchen, is he a top-order option or a replacing Michael Bracewell option? How does he fit in the, in the, in the test environment right now, in your mind? Well, he's obviously got the ability to bat everywhere. Um, at the moment, we have a very settled top six, so, um, but he also has the ability to play in that seven role, or potentially eight, depending on how you want to go with your flexibility. So, um, look, he's, he's shown that he can um, bat at the top of the order against the best bowlers in the world in the white ball, um, and that's where he bats for Wellington in the red ball. So we think he's got the um, technique to potentially open the batting or bat top order one day. Um, whether that opportunity comes during the end time soon, it's, it's wait and see, because as I say, the, the top order is very settled at the moment. Those who know the domestic game have always recognised the talent, but he must be exceeding expectations at this World Tournament. You know, no New Zealand man has scored more World Cup hundreds now, and the guy's played eight games. It's, it's frightening, Sam. I'm sure you get a massive smile when, whenever you see him play at the moment. 
it's, it's been fabulous to watch and it's it's not just the runs he scored but the way he scored it like he's a terrific player to watch on the eye at times the ball beautifully and plays some amazing strokes so um, and I know a number of the greats of the game have mentioned I think him looking like Yuvraj Singh or a um, great players with a very fluent like that, and he reminds uh, reminds me of players like that as well. So look, the world's his oyster at the moment. Um, he's having yeah. a fabulous tournament, and long may it continue. How nervy are you with where the Black Caps are at this tournament? You're checking out the Bengaluru weather forecast uh, at every available opportunity. How are you feeling? It is entering squeaky bum time a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, look, I'm confident that um, the boys will be ready to go against Sri Lanka. Um, obviously, it's a big game, and um, they'll be up for the challenge. So, look, I've, I've got every confidence the batting unit's going well. Um, yeah, and it's been a challenge for the bowlers, for all the bowlers in the tournament, um, with the conditions very hard for the bowling. So, look, I'm confident that um, we're putting a strong performance against Sri Lanka. Well, Sam, thanks so much for spending so much time with us. Uh, congratulations on, on the new role. Uh, good luck for uh, not only the tour to Bangladesh, but the end of this uh, ICC Cricket World Cup. And uh, we're obviously really excited uh, at what awaits with regard to uh, all Black Caps and White Ferns games on SENZ uh, for the upcoming summer. Go enjoy your day. Do appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time too. Cheers.